hey guys welcome to this new episode of sat sessions podcast today we have srinivas kanuguru with us srinivas is the founder and ceo of e tiger crm uh, welcome srinivas to the podcast yep awesome so how are you doing srinivas today oh very good it's a nice saturday morning so it's very good awesome so you know uh, a lot of people my uh, so i have Uh, i never heard of you know we tiger crm before you know i stumbled upon uh, it quite recently right so and but but i i believe that we tiger has been into the business since long so you know can you give us a little more information about you know uh, yourself first and you know then we tiger sure uh, about myself uh, uh, i think i've been kind of lucky Uh, to have been born in a middle class family uh, back uh, 45 years ago so it's uh, i think we understand that uh, you have to kind of work to make ends meet and uh, you see people around you who are working hard so i think that's kind of uh, the background uh, at school uh, i've kind of gone to a near neighborhood school and i haven't been a top ranker or anything i haven't uh, got to uh, the top colleges in the country i'm kind of a i would say a b grader through school and through college and uh, i think i kind of got a couple of lucky breaks uh, in the state admission tests and all and uh, that was one of the first uh, lucky break and i got a decent rank and got into a, a good college at the state level uh, and then uh, again uh, i think after you make a few friends and you got into i got into a good college in uh, us uh, after getting a good i guess score in gre uh, i think uh, overall uh, i would say i've been uh, lucky uh, some good times and then there uh, i started uh, after finishing my masters there i started uh, working in at&t um, and then i got another lucky break there uh, i my path crossed uh, with uh, my now mentor uh, tony thomas uh, he has been uh, i've been working with him now for about uh, 25 years and Uh, so that's uh, at AT&T. Uh, I worked for a couple of years, and then I was looking for something uh, a little more challenging. And uh, that's when uh, Tony, uh, by the time, uh, worked in AT&T for a few years, and he came out and he started a company called uh, Advent Network Management. Uh, and then I joined him a few months later. Uh, so that ever since then, uh, that kind of that path took me to Wee Tiger. That's awesome. and uh, you know so so what what is like you know what is a v tiger like we know it's a crm but you know uh, are there any usps to v tiger yeah yeah so in fact uh, just to talk about uh, v tiger how it came about um, i think we have to go back uh, 15 years back uh, to uh, because that's when v tiger uh, as a product company started uh, so it, uh, around that time actually there were not many uh, uh, software business software uh, services uh, that was catering to the smaller businesses there so there were companies uh, like oracle sable uh, and then salesforce was just uh, i think it has been there for around 5 7 years by then and they uh, they were all they were catering to the larger companies and uh, you had to invest uh, like millions of dollars and then you had to invest in implementations Uh, so the vitagar uh, uh, formed from actually two different uh, ideas one is the the idea of uh, bringing the best uh, of uh, software for small businesses 
and the other idea was uh, the model of how we would go about doing it. Uh, so they were uh, around that time. I think uh, we all know that uh, open source applications, uh, open source, I, I guess, uh, was an idea that has been more entrenched at the operating system level with Linux and Unix and on. And then at the database level, there were just uh, some uh, databases that were kind of coming up at that time, like MySQL. And uh, so there were no, there was nothing happening at the application layer in terms of open source. So we felt, okay, this is actually a, an opportunity to uh, try these two ideas uh, and build a kind of a small, uh, I mean, build a application for small businesses uh, to improve and automate some of their business processes and make them uh, kind of compete well in the market. Uh, so when we took that idea, we uh, we launched it as an open source application. We actually were also fortunate enough to find another CRM that was open source at that time, and we kind of forked it, and then we made it our own and made it uh, basically uh, kind of made it easier and to install and all that. Amazing. And, and you know, so and you know, a lot of people might not know, you know, uh, that you know how are you associated with the Zoho here? So. <laughs> Uh, even I didn't knew before, you know, I, I searched about you that, you know, you were associated with Doho in its very early stage. So that, that's, that's, a, that's a great thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I could share a couple of uh, nuggets about that. So, uh, Tony, uh, yeah. when he started Advent Network Management, that is actually what uh, Zoho is now. So the company name got changed uh, over the years uh, and then it became Zoho Corporation. Uh, so what is interesting, I mean, around to kind of uh, connect these dots, we Advent Network Management was more about uh, building uh, about software to manage networks. So when we came out of AT&T, which is a networking and telecom uh, company, uh, we were looking at how do we make it easy for operations teams to manage their networks, and then uh, we were selling it to the telecom networks, and we were also selling it to enterprise customers. Uh, but that was a very small niche. Then we started expanding to think about uh, how about the rest of the enterprise. It's not just the operations team, but there are many other teams in the enterprise that uh, could use software. And uh, especially from a small to medium-sized business point of view, uh, they were kind of relying on uh, the traditional uh, applications like spreadsheets and other uh, productivity apps, but there was no business application. So, so that's when we kind of got into this enterprise space, and then we got into a smaller business uh, segment. And uh, with Vitaya, I mean, I was just telling about uh, the focus on small businesses. But what happened when we launched Vitaiger in 2004 was uh, in the first few years, we were seeing more and more larger companies using it. So. Um, most of our uh, revenue was coming from uh, companies like Nokia and uh, large insurance companies like Aegon and uh, there were companies like New York Stock Exchange. Uh, uh, they have a European division that uh, was using Tiger and Deutsche Bank. And so all those in the first uh, six, seven years, we were actually supporting implementations of CRM in these larger companies. Uh, and that was kind of uh, something that we didn't plan for so because we were really building it for SMBs. Uh, so Vitago was profitable at that time. Uh, we were doing these services, and from at that point, we kind of realized around 2009 and 10, we realized uh, we were kind of not fulfilling our mission of uh, really serving the small businesses and really making them uh, really more productive. 
So then uh, we made a pivot around uh, the SaaS, and that's when we started offering uh, Vitagor on the cloud. Uh, and then uh, it took us about a couple of years, by around 2012, uh, Vitagor uh, SaaS business was uh, profitable and we basically wound on the services part. Uh, so that, that's kind of a little background on that. That's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, in the early stage, you said uh, that, you know, large enterprises and large companies were interested in using the CRM. And then you had to focus on SMBs, right? Usually uh, for any SaaS, it's the opposite, right? They start with small and medium businesses and uh, then they tend to, you know, sell to enterprises. But I mean, that, and right. that worked for you well, I guess. Correct, exactly. And we are now actually kind of coming to a full circle. Uh, many of our customers uh, over the first few years you know, after we launched the SaaS edition were smaller customers. Uh, and then uh, over the last three, four years, we started again getting back into the larger businesses. Uh, so, so with the open source, the larger businesses uh, like um, and they adopted VTiger and because they have teams inside that also could instrument and implement, uh, large businesses were able to take the open source. Uh, open source uh, for smaller businesses uh, is still not as friendly because you cannot really, you still need somebody to implement it. Uh, so that's when the SaaS became uh, the go-to model for us for, to reach our real target market. Amazing. So, you know, and uh, so how many, you know, can you give us a num total number of, you know, paying customers you have? Yes, yes. So we have uh, in the order of 3000 uh, plus customers that are actually uh, using VTiger. Uh, okay. This is a SaaS version. Um, but in terms of the real uh, customers using it, businesses running on VTiger around the world, we think we have more than 300,000 customers. So you can say maybe 1% of those customers are paying us today. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, are our majority of these, you know, paying customers, you know, outside India or these are from India? The majority is outside India. I think uh, our breakup is around uh, 40 to 50% in US and then uh, Europe is uh, about 20%. And then we have uh, India is actually in the last three years, it's been uh, very good. It's, it's now the uh, market that we are also uh, putting a lot of emphasis on. Uh, but Australia and uh, South America are uh, you know, the other regions where uh, we have customers as well. And amazing. And so, and you know, when, when you started building out, uh, when you started shifting from, you know, providing building services, softwares for, you know, companies, and then you built a CRM for them. So, you know, what did you, why did you decide to, you know, build a CRM tool when there were already, uh, you know, a lot of CRMs out there. There was Zoho, there was Salesforce, there's, there, now there's Fresh Sales. So, you know, how do you feel like, you know, when you're competing with these uh, other CRMs in the market? Yeah, so we do have, uh, around the time we started, by the way, there were none of these players were there. Uh, we tagged kind of uh, in the 2004 timeframe. Uh, but uh, in terms of how we differentiate ourselves, uh, what we see is uh, the whole business application has evolved. Uh, if you look at it, uh, spreadsheets came and uh, made it made individuals good, and then uh, and then this whole CRM, uh, the original CRM companies like Sable and Salesforce and I mean Oracle, they came in and they made it uh, so that they people uh, sales teams, uh, sales individuals, sales representatives using these individual spreadsheets. Uh, could come together to one system and uh, use and collaborate uh, on opportunities and making it easy for their sales managers and uh, to really basically uh, save time in terms of reporting and also being productive. Uh, 
but what has happened in the next iteration, so you can kind of think of this as uh, version three, uh, is the teams that are, you still have these silos, uh, the sales team is using a system that is uh, the sales CRM and then there's a help desk uh, customer service team using a system, there's a help desk and then you have some marketing team using. Uh, so there are different tools uh, for marketing and sales and support. And this is actually very strange when you think of the fact that uh, from the customer side, if you look at a company, uh, you look at the company as one. Whereas uh, when the company is looking at a customer, they have this uh, 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 a broken view of the customer. So the sales only knows about what happened as far as the sales engagement uh, went with that prospect, with that customer. Customer service team, uh, uh, they only know what is happening as far as the issues that uh, inquiries that are coming from the customer in terms of using the product. And then the marketing team uh, had the information about how the customer was engaging in email campaigns and website and all that. Uh, so this is not the best way to really uh, deliver a, a great customer experience to customers. Um, so you really want your salespersons to, to be aware of uh, what is happening, uh, is the customer uh, reporting any issues? Uh, you want to know how they, they engage with the sales ca campaigns that the marketing team sent. Uh, so there is a lot of uh, valuable information that is sitting in other places uh, that as a marketing person or a salesperson or a customer service representative, I cannot tap into when you have this broken uh, kind of, you can say silos. Uh, so that is what is true even today with many systems, um, all competitors, many of the companies you mentioned, they have the separate products. You just mentioned uh, products that have uh, a separate system for sales, separate system for service, separate system for marketing and so on, right? There are sometimes like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 systems. What VTiger is doing is it is one system. We have one customer record and all your touch points are linked to the same customer record. So when a customer service representative is opening a case, they could easily see that, okay, there's a uh, opportunity that is open with that customer today. So it's very important to respond quickly. Uh, or similarly, when a customer, when a salesperson calls a customer and uh, says uh, that, okay, what is the update about the opportunity that, uh, or about how is the, uh, have you decided on buying the product? And at the same time, if the customer actually asked uh, a support question that the sales person is not aware of, it looks awkward. Amazing. So I, I think in, in general, it, uh, so we Tiger helps companies, you know, align their uh, sales marketing and help uh, sub, uh, customer success data so that, you know, all, all the people in these three teams can see each other's data and, you know, get uh, benefits from them. Exactly. Yeah, so we have... So we call it the one view and uh, today we see many of the competitors, even big companies like Microsoft and Salesforce uh, are trying to really catch up to offer this one view, but uh, unfortunately they have the separate products, they cannot really unify them. So what they offer is some kind of a duct tape to bring this together and offer some other product that brings them together. And So the customer now has to pay more to get one more uh, product and then implement the unification and bring integration. So, so we feel for smaller businesses they cannot afford all this integration between different systems. Uh, so that's our unique uh, number one uh, USP. And uh, the other two factors that we really have uh, kind of built as an advantage over the years is 
the breadth of functionality out of the box and the amount of flexibility in the product in terms of customization. Um, so uh, maybe I could just share some customer stories in terms of customers using VTiger there across different segments. So we have companies like manufacturers, uh, a drone company using VTiger to offer customer support and uh, basically respond to customers. Uh, and there are companies like uh, Panasonic uh, using VTiger to for their sales team in India. Uh, they actually have a field sales team that is using it uh, for their anchor division. Uh, but uh, we have a lot of small companies that are using it. So there's a company in Australia that is using it for uh, the manufacture breeze, uh, basically windows, uh, door windows, and they use it. The companies like Climate Partner, which helps companies reduce their carbon footprint, they use it. Uh, so they're using it for sales, marketing, and support uh, for different things. So that's the yeah, short story. Amazing. And you know, uh, you know, taking uh, one step again back. So you know, when you started building uh, VTiger CRM, right, the SaaS version. So did you focus on you know building the product first, or did you start with you know uh, marketing it and selling it uh, first? Definitely product. Uh, we just uh, got the product out and uh, and that. And again, going back to 2004, the first business model was the open source model. So we actually put the uh, product out and we had uh, fortunately over uh, two, three year uh, time frame, which slowly uh, kind of took uh, roots. And then uh, today it's the number one uh, open source CRM. Uh, and it's been that for the past few years and in terms of number of downloads every week, we get some few thousand downloads. Uh, so definitely product first. Amazing. and. Uh... You know, so there are many CRM tools out there, obviously, like we just talked about, you know, how should uh, a SaaS company, for example, here uh, should choose a CRM, right? You know, what, what are some of the factors that, uh, you know, they should look in the CRM that they're choosing. So obviously one is which you mentioned and which we Tiger focuses on is, you know, you know, having one view of all your data from sales and marketing and customer support. So that's obviously, I guess, the one big factor, but you know, what, what do you think are the, some of the other factors which uh, you know SaaS companies should think while choosing a CRM? Yeah, so number one is uh, looking at the requirements. So they need to understand uh, really what are the challenges that they are facing in the sales process. Is it closing deals or is it uh, just that sales people are not uh, following up properly? Um, or is it that the sales managers don't have visibility? So if you look at uh, nailing down the requirements, uh, so that would be the first challenge uh, or first task that they should do is list down all the key challenges that they're having. Uh, and then second is uh, to also uh, understand and talk to the sales. Uh, in the end, sales CRMs, in fact, the ones that uh, fail, even implementing many implementations fail, uh, even after implementing spending millions of dollars, is because the actual uh, people using it uh, in the field and the sales development representatives, uh, it has to be easy for them, right? So the, it has to be something that they like and they are delighted about. Uh, so that is something we need to ask the uh, actual people who are going to use it uh, every hour uh, to see what is it that they would like to see. And uh, uh, I think number one is, uh, does it does the CRM that you are looking at, uh, is it matching the requirements that your company needs and is it easy to use? The other two factors are uh, looking at customizability. So what we have seen through implementations is the requirements evolve. So you know what you have thought about as uh, the requirement today 
and you go and choose uh, the CRM based on what uh, what you need today. Then you're going to have a problem tomorrow because your sales process might change, uh, your team might grow, does it scale? Uh, does it offer the ability to uh, basically give segmented views uh, so that you have different teams working on their uh, opportunities? And does it offer different ways to different pipelines? So you need to have uh, the ability to sell uh, maybe uh, new to new customers and maybe recurring sales to existing customers. So the, the stages are different. So do you have these different pipelines? So the, so the, that's one key thing to remember is. Uh, does your system have this original functionality that you might not use today that it has for tomorrow and is it flexible for you to adapt to these different processes and the other key thing is integrations does it have integrations with uh, the email systems to phone systems to uh, chat systems and uh, does it offer out of the box chat uh, all these are really the, the core things and there's one intangible here which is the support does the company provide good support because you really need a hand while implementing the crm and as you make these changes in the processes and you bring new people on board is the vendor able to really serve and implement and assist uh, so i would not uh, though i mentioned it last it's actually very critical as well so the ability to uh, get support from that vendor Okay, that those are some amazing points. I mean, if if there's any you know person who's from a SaaS company and who's trying to implement the CRM, I think those are the pointers you guys should look at. And you know, so so Srini was like, what's what's next for V Tiger? You know, what's what what's coming up? So we have, uh, I think we are on a journey to make it easier and easier. So we have one major launch of our product coming up uh, in the next three months. Uh, we are like, very excited about it. We have been working on it for the last uh, one year. So that's about the product side. Uh, but on the other side, on the business side, we are really looking to expand and hire uh, uh, and expand our marketing and the sales team. Uh, so in case some of your audience uh, is interested, we would really love to talk to them and see if our interests match. And uh, uh, we're looking to grow, even uh, set up some uh, uh, small uh, set of teams in different countries uh, in the next course of one to two years. Uh, because we are trying to uh, now uh, make a mark uh, in the space. So, so we have been uh, fortunate enough to get some recognition in the last couple of years in terms of uh, in the CRM landscape. We are named in the top five CRMs uh, in sales and in the help desk. We have gotten some customer choice awards from Gartner. So we are excited about that. Now we feel this is the momentum we need to keep and uh, that means we need more energy to catch and uh, leverage this. That's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, so if you guys are listening and to this and uh, if you're looking out for a job in mar into marketing and sales, so, you know, you can connect with Srinivas. I'll be including his LinkedIn profile in the description below. And uh, also do check out Tiger CRM. Uh, that's vtiger.com. And, uh, you know, do check out their career space. They're hiring. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, Srinivas. Thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you, Srinivas.